This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Ramia's at the studio on main campus in Toronto. Kelly McDonald here. At the home studio, London, Ontario. You know, um, during the quiz, Jeffy mentioned the handle, as I like to call them because of amateur radio times, for the uh, oldest gamer. Is that what we, what we said? 51 she started yeah. at? Yeah. Longest playing. Longest, longest playing. right. And then when we had the story, the CP story earlier, the young boy, 13, he had a name too. I can't recall it off the top of my head. But that is amazing when you think about the online presence all these folks have. It's like everyone has their own media presence, that kind of their 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 social media stuff to get themselves out there, to learn, to be active and, and to for people to be aware of them. Like it's it's interesting. And you hear some of the wildest names with these folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, you know, you get the mm, clout you do when you break the records, but the buildup, right. oh, yeah. you know, and the training, there's definitely always a following with these kinds of things, just because we hear about it, you know, post record breaking um, doesn't yeah. mean that people have not been aware of. Right. And it's not just, you know, friends and family and cheerleading. It's a lot no. more than that. No, and, and it's interesting because with everything, we've talked about this with the woodworking, yep. with with Jeff, there are people who just want to know, hey, how do you do that? When people are working on something with a vehicle or whatever, there's always that network of people. So how did you get that so smooth? Mm. I noticed on your video, how? It, it's just unbelievable. And I think that's yep. the most wonderful thing now about all these things out there. Uh, the, the disabled gamer that we were just talking about, how many people in that similar situation, how the heck are you doing that? How did you do it? How did you become so good other than practice so <laughs> exactly. really cool fedora's off to these folks let's get to our app update we get to this on fridays with john beeler hi i'm john beeler technology expert from vancouver join me on kelly and ramia where i share the latest app mobile and tech news everything from accessibility and product launches to privacy and security we'll cover the gamut Happy New Year, John. Are you looking forward to what 2024 is bringing to the tech world? Of course, always. Exactly. But um, maybe not always good things, but we know that you'll keep us posted on Fridays. Let's start with this. We can meet Link History. This is Facebook's new way of tracking the websites that we visit. So just off the top... Is this something we should be cautious about uh, that Facebook is doing or excited about that Facebook's doing? I would say cautious. Okay. Um, essentially what this does is it is um, they've exposed a new setting uh, and it's rolling out right now and it's not available everywhere. I actually just checked my Facebook and it does not have it. Uh, and it's only visible in the mobile app version of Facebook. Um, but what this is, is essentially your link history of anything that you've clicked on within the Facebook ecosystem. So think about anytime you see an interesting link that your friend posts or any of the pages or groups that you follow, those ones post, and you're browsing and looking at it through the Facebook app. So think about that for a second. This is a link that you've clicked on within Facebook and mm. you're still in Facebook, essentially. And so Facebook is actually tracking all the places you go on those other links. Um, and, you know, we've talked about in the past how Google and other companies have sort of tried to shut down the ability for um, uh, cross-site tracking 
And and essentially what Facebook has done is they've basically have this little walled garden of a browser that's within the Facebook app. So they're tracking everything that you click on and and click on um, click through to. So what I would recommend you do, uh, a you can opt out of this feature if you when you when and if you do get it in your app. Um, and uh, they claim that they'll delete that history after 30 days or something like that uh, once you've uh, opted out. But you can also just, when you find a link that you're interested in, if you uh, click on it, uh, sometimes you have the ability, if you like long press or if you're able to copy, copy. the link yeah. and then mm -hmm. open it in a normal browser, then that pulls Facebook out of that loop and they're no longer able to track what you're doing. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, remind okay. us again, are, P are we going to know that Facebook is starting to do this? Like, you know how wherever you go now, websites, they'll be like, heads up, we take your cookies. Do you allow this or not? Um, are we just opted in without any uh, pretense or will we know to keep getting that reminder that Facebook is tracking? Unfortunately, you're opted in by default. Oh, okay, fabulous. Mm -hmm. You've agreed to. So you just assume it's at all times. Yep. It, yeah. Assuming yeah. is one thing, but like to remember to do that, because remember, it's an extra step to copy that mm -hmm. link, to go to another thing and open it up privately. Um, I've started yeah. to do this on, on lots of different um, places like TikTok or um, Instagram and any, any place that has like a shopping link or any of those mm. types of things. Keep in mind, if you're still within that app, that app is tracking you. Um, right. Now, this may or may not be a bad thing. It depends. If you like targeted ads, uh, this this is going to give you all kinds of targeted ads. Uh, and it's annoying because you're probably going to buy something and then it's going to just show you nonstop ads for the thing you already bought. Right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and then either retrain yourself to look. And then I'll think on it for a day or two, expecting that stuff as it becomes that way. And like you say, John, for some people, I mean, I, I've looked at things and then been shown things that I never either knew existed in the same way or, holy cow, that's a good deal on that. I mm -hmm. never thought of that. But also um, um, with social media, it's one thing to, you know, go through TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and, and have these links. But when we're thinking about just... Um, uh, text messaging or iMessage uh, worlds or WhatsApp where people send links to, you know, videos and other things. Right. And Family you just, stuff or exactly. whatever. And it, that yeah. becomes an embedded link in these conversations as well. You click and you get used to that, you know, having uh, the, the play button or other kind of means of getting into a, a website through. So you really have to practice both things, right, John? Yeah. And, and the marketing people are getting trickier with some of these things. Like you mentioned right. the play button, for example. Oftentimes, I've seen what looks like a video preview with a play button, but it actually is a link. It's a static image with an overlaid play button. Yes, so yes. There's tricky things like that, and it's really hard to tell what's real and what's not. Um, but I would just always assume if you're on you know, Instagram or any of these social platforms and you're looking at ads, assume you're being tracked. Assume uh, that the place you're looking to shop at may be sketchy, so have your, you know, your, your shields up if you will, uh, and be very diligent in what you're actually doing and where you're doing it. Uh, anytime you have to give your credit card, for example, just make sure you're on a secure site. But, you know, if you find a cool thing on Instagram, and I've, I've been guilty of this, I'll, I'll, I'll go and want to buy it, but I make sure that I open it up in my own proper browser. Mm. And I also Google the store because some of these stores have really weird names and you've never heard of them before, and they're not all legit. 
Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All those are good precautions, man. Uh, John, let's slip over to Microsoft Copilot, which hits iPhone, iPad, free uh, chat GPT-4, and more. Yeah, this is something that uh, has basically dropped uh, across all platforms now. It's also on Android as well. And this is part of the integration with um, Microsoft and OpenAI. Normally, if you want ChatGPT4, the latest version of it, or DALI 3, which is their uh, image modeling system, uh, you have to pay for it, $20 US per month. But if you use the Copilot app, which is what app uh, Microsoft has rebranded their Bing uh, app, uh, basically, this comes to you for free. You don't have to log in or do anything. You just get access to the latest version of ChatGPT for free and all of the cool uh, imaging uh, packaging of DALI 3 as well. So you get all the AI stuff for free. Um, but again, like we just talked about, you're going to be inside the Microsoft app to do this. And so it will be tracking you. Keep that in mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. And again, again, you look and say, okay, what's going to go on? What what do I not want? I think this gets into more area. And again, when we see as what it does or what you're using it for. But I think it's such a track world regardless. And I think more yeah. of the things you guys spoke of in the last, you know, where you stop and say, hey, either I make the habit or at times this is a benefit to me or this is how they're going to enhance this. So this thing will even be more helpful. I think so many of us get caught in that and we're allowing a lot more breach of our security or privacy. For these the convenience. Days than ever. Yeah. Yes. For convenience or, or just, save 20 bucks you know, I'm OK. <laughs> yeah. Or who cares? Exactly. <laughs> the money. I guess just be careful that you're not copying and pasting something like super important from work that is still considered right. private. Um, because once it's in these systems, I would assume um, by default that your data is being used to help train these models. So mm -hmm. anything you put in systems could get output to somebody else as a result. Yeah. Yeah. The thing and is, of course, could get you breaching without breaching confidentiality without even meaning to. Yeah. The thing is, it's getting harder because, mm, number one, yes, we are becoming more aware and the conversations are pretty much everywhere. But the the difficulty I'm finding is that everything is at our fingertips, work and personal and uh, privacy and convenience and all of this stuff is at our fingertips. And as you said, John, in the last topic, the the creators or marketers are getting smarter at things, right? So it becomes more confusing, even though we know the options are, it can be in our favors or not in our favors, but we can or customize. Not. Yeah. Or, but the opt-out thing, like in that, yeah, is not automatic even there, right? Like that's not exactly. even, because we're getting smarter and knowing John's telling everybody, hey guys, do this, move it over there. All right, darn John, we'll fix yeah. him. There's no option to get out of it. Exactly. Let's talk about the uh, last thing on your list, which is the one of these glasses that are available for from CES, the Consumer Electronics mm -hmm. Show. That's coming up. Yeah, the Consumer Electronics Show is next week, and this is a preview uh, that I got from a company called Dot Lumen, mm -hmm. and. This is actually, I think, really exciting. They've essentially taken the same technology in self-driving cars, basically LiDAR that sort of scans the environment right. in front of you, and they've shrunk it down and put it inside what looks kind of like a VR headset, except it sort of sits on your forehead 
forehead. It doesn't cover your face, doesn't cover your eyes. And essentially, it gives you the ability. And the example video that they used was that um, a blind person could basically leave their white cane behind and not need it because through haptics and other audible cues in this headset, it's scanning the environment in front of you, telling you to avoid puddles, um, any kind of um, uh, obstacles, people, cars, uh, etc. So it's it's really a fascinating take on this. Um, mm. I don't have a lot of other information because this will be formally announced uh, next week. Um, but I just thought it was a really cool use case for the technology that has basically been you know used in cars for a number of years now. Oh, and, and uh, the vacuums are using it now too, right? The robot vacuums, exactly. right? <laughs> That's yeah. wild. Steps, yeah. like going up or down, it can tell you that. Where I mean, a lot of us, even with a bit of vision, you don't have the right depth perception. You go to a place such as, uh, well, where you're, you know, a conference like that or an event like that, and there may be just one or two steps where otherwise, without our cane, oh, geez, I didn't <laughs> notice those steps there. Um, this kind of thing could be so helpful in such a well, non-intrusive way, I hope. Mm. The, the other interesting thing is that they've sort of positioned this as a, almost a replacement for a guide dog because guide dogs don't scale. Um, it's hard to give every single vision impaired person a guide dog, A, from the cost and training and, and just, you know, the, 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 the amount of effort involved to keep that dog you know, alive. Um, this is essentially doing a lot of the same things that a guide dog would do. Uh, at least that's their premise. It's a lifestyle potential, like depending on someone's lifestyle, where maybe they can't have a dog, don't want one, aren't comfortable, allergic to, mm. this is another option, I guess, to look right. at. Um, and, and everything John, is a tool anyway. Exactly. And yeah. everything it's telling you, obviously, is, you know, a verbal. So I guess it kind of, depending how it goes, as we've seen, there's a lot of ways to describe stuff to us now that cuts to the mustard and makes it fairly direct and uh, helpful. So it'll be interesting to see how this works. John, thank you so much. Looking forward to next week and whatever you bring uh, then. Are you there next week, John? Yes, updates. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you'll be there, right? I actually am not going this year. Oh. Not this year. Okay. 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 But well, I'm you'll still have all the goods. Down. Exactly. Awesome. Talk to you then. All right. Thanks, take care. John Beeler joins us for our app update. This is every Friday. We talk tech to end the week off as well as start the week off on Mondays with Michael Babcock. We'll step aside for a couple of moments. An Alabama woman with rare double uterus gives birth to two children. We talked about this last year. Well, it's happened, obviously. Beth Deer, she'll tell us more about this rare phenomenon on The Buzz. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.